do it. play about a minute here. I want to hear it before I get started with this. This is the kids' bot version. Strong. Wait, wait, wait for it. It's much better. It is. production quality all it is is just like a kid right here right here here, here they come i mean it's just like some kids in the background that's it it's way better than the original now as you see there they said here i'm gonna rewind it for a second You show me good dancing. In the real version, it's you show me good loving. Now let's hear that again. <laughs> See, there you go. All right. So they made it a little more kid friendly. Yeah. All right. Um, but they're clearly all horny here. <laughs> I mean, you you change that one lyric, the entire song is just this like horny laden song. Oh yeah. Well, there's no one hornier than middle schoolers. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, Anyways, welcome to the Clone Cast. The Clone Cast. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? Well, you know, fun little Saturday we yeah, got. Yeah, you going dragged on. us out to the Mall of America on a Saturday. I sold you on Legoland just to have our dreams dashed. Yes. Um, not a not a good idea to go to Legoland. No. On a Saturday. I forgot what a hellhole that place is on the weekends. I mean, I didn't expect it to be that bad, but if you ever wondered if we're back to normal after the pandemic... We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> I mean, that was a super spreader event if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's insane. And it's been a while since I've been to the Mall of America, but the yeah. last time was during the pandemic, and there was, like, nobody there. Yeah. So, that was crazy. Yeah, that I was like... I, you know, I've, I've been, like... I don't put a mask on all the time anymore. Yeah. But there I was like, ah. Oh, yeah, it went on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have you could have wrapped me up in some, uh, you know, some some plastic or something and sent me in there and I would have been fine with it. That's it it was crazy. It was like Christmas levels in there. Yeah. Good luck. Social distancing there and Legoland. So we're going to go to Legoland and check some stuff out just for the hell of it. You know, Um, I don't know. Why did we want to go there again? Well, there's some like. They have a bunch of the Star Wars sets, like, built. So, like, seeing the Republic gunship, like, built and put together would be uh, cool. And some other stuff. I wanted to pick up that Seinfeld set, too. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so and since the pandemic started, they've, like, had, like, a maximum occupancy. Yeah. Because it's a smaller area, so they only allow a certain number of people in at a given time. Yeah, so, so there was a line around the entire store. Uh, probably a... I, I, I estimated a 45-minute wait. I've waited in the line before to get in there um, when I went and cut that R2-D2 set ah. a few few months back. Um, 
and it goes quick. I think we would have been in there like in 20-ish minutes, but it still wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah. I wanted to get out. No, it was it was havoc. Yeah. And I just... Now, for our non-American listeners, the Mall of America <laughs> is the biggest mall. Is it the biggest mall in the world? I think... No, not in the world. I, I think, think maybe Dubai made one that was bigger. I think now Dubai has one, and like for the longest time, Edmonton has like... Yeah, claim to like the largest mall in the world. That's just Canadian trash, though. (laughs) I mean, we have the Mall of America has a theme park in it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's totally something like Dubai would do. Multiple roller coasters. Yes. Um, So it's this massive just mall shopping center. um, And, you know, it's got like 15 foot lockers in there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I actually went into the Walgreens in there (laughs) to see if they had any Black Series, (laughs) sneaky Black Series. Um, did they have any? No, it was empty. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we went there to check out Legoland, which is just like a massive Lego store. Yeah. Um, I'll post the pictures. Yeah. Like, you know, we took some pictures. They have like these on top of the store. It's in this like big open atrium area. And on top of the store, they have like giant Legos. Like yeah. there's like a 25 foot tall, maybe taller. What is that thing? It's not a transformer. It's, like a, it's, a, it's, part it's of like a Gundam or something. I think it's like their Bionicle okay. series or whatever. I never got into those. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, it might be taller than 25 feet. Oh, yeah. It's gigantic. Maybe 50 feet. And Legoland used to be, when the Mall of America opened, I think it was like 92, 93, something yeah. like that. They tore down the old Met Center for it. Yeah. And the Legoland back then was cooler than the one now. Oh, really? They went through like a huge remodel, I think think sometime in the like late aughts um did they go with the minimalist design then they made it they made it look like an apple store yeah so it's like just all white yeah like white floors and stuff. i hate the new this new aesthetic and this new minimalism crap yeah. it's just like no but pile the shit in there like we should upload we'll upload pictures like of the old version and the new version the old version wait it, there's pictures of the old version if you google like legoland mall of america 90s yeah like it's awesome. It has like oversized like Lego bricks, so it oh. looks like you're walking through like a Lego set. That's cool. They had like dinosaurs, like giant dinosaurs made out of Legos. Did they still have a dinosaur out there? I I don't remember. Huh. But it was awesome. Yeah. And they just like scaled it way back. Now those giant ones that they have on like the roof of it, are mm-hmm. those actual like built Legos or are those just like As far as I know they are built. I don't know. I don't know who they commission it through. Like, if it's a separate company, mm. or if it's through Lego itself. Um, but I, I've seen them being like built on a time lapse, and I think they like build a structure inside of it, that's and then kind of like that's build what I was around thinking. it. They're not like fully. I don't know though, but I know that they like super glue them all together. Oh, they do. So like once they're together, they're together. I would love to see that giant Gundam or Bionicle just take a tumble <laughs> <laughs> and just <laughs> just spread throughout. The... Yeah, but that place was a shit show. Yeah, absolute shit show. I could not get out of there fast enough. Yep, took me about fifteen minutes to park, um, and I think I I think I took longer to park than I spent inside that place. Yeah. Yep, me too. I saw you in line. I was like, nah, it's not happening. Let's no. get the hell out of here. I was like, completely on the same page. So we went to uh, Hot Comics instead. Yeah. And we had a good time there. Yeah, you found a Sayu Bibble. Yeah, I got a, I got a Sayu <laughs> Bibble original Phantom Menace action figure for 10 bucks. What a find. I did also you, got a, uh, a Ray 16-inch action figure. Did you pick up any comics or was it just... 
I bought figures. War of the Bounty Hunters too. I had the variant cover okay. already, but okay. I was just like, well, I'll get the other one. I'll read that one and I'll keep the variant. And yeah, but the big news is. What's the big news? You took, you took another stop on the way home. That's going back, baby. No, it's not. You oh, got to open that guy back. up. Yeah, I bought the Havoc Marauder. Yeah. I bought the Bad Batch Lego set. It's a sweet Lego set. It is cool. When's the last time you built a Lego set? Was it like as a child? Probably. Okay. It's been a while. You got to just rip it open, build that. If you don't dig it, then you can sell it online for the same thing that you bought it as. I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Or I might buy it from you. Either way. You got to tear that sucker open. <laughs> I think about it. That's for, what, it was a, it was an absolute impulse purchase. For Gonky alone. I could probably find Gonky on eBay and just yeah, order probably. him. I should get a I wonder if there's a Black Series Gonk. <laughs> That'd be sweet. That's what we need. Yeah. Now not now we're talking. Well, we got there was that Gonk at the Hot Comics by you, the Gonk and the Treadwell. Yes. But that was what? Like 40 bucks? That's crazy. Yeah. Action figures, man. No, no. God, they're so cool, though. Why did you get me into this? I didn't get you I into it. I was doing so good on what avoiding Black Series. You order these goddamn Lego sets, and they, they deliver them <laughs> to my house because you don't want your fucking girlfriend to see them coming in. It's only been a handful of times. It's really depressing when I get a package, and then I'm like, oh, it's one of Adam's. <laughs> like, I got a package the other day, and... It was like, oh, one of my one of my black series came. I thought it was my dark side ray, and I uh, no it had your name on it. And I opened it up, and it's a it's a fucking Ahsoka black <laughs> series. And I'm like, I want this one. I told you they still got them in stock. Well, I'm not saying I can't get. I can't just I can't just spend money constantly. Sure you can. What's no. stopping you? <laughs> I don't know. The fear of homelessness someday. <laughs> I don't know. I can't spend everything. Uh, I love that we have this excuse to buy this garbage now. Oh, it's great. I know. Yeah. This podcast is just our excuse to act like 10-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I'm actually really happy about so it. So am I. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also, uh, we have an email from El Davio, Jules. Yeah. Um, that we'll get to that kind of broaches on this same idea of spending money. <laughs> no, it's great. Like, it's like, fuck it. It makes us happy. So. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. I, I went to, uh, I had a therapist appointment a therapy appointment and we were talking about like a lot of it just came down to like my job not being like self-actualizing oh yeah so like and, you know it's jobs are fine but it's just not you know it's the usual nothing that i'm super passionate about yeah and he was talking about like well what do you like doing and i was like talking about the podcast i was like i really it's fun doing that and i was like we kind of last week when we went to hot comics we were joking around like this is what we should do we should yeah. like open a place like this and then have podcasting yeah. like booze in the back and like rent out studio time yeah and we will i mean if we ever did that the clone castanovas automatic hire oh yeah you don't even have to take a drug test <laughs> nothing we would not drug test employees <laughs> oh no no no, no, no. Are you kidding me? How can we hire no. anybody? No. Thorian historians already checking out like listings yeah. <laughs> in the Twin Cities for his move. Yeah. Uh, but no, they can all move up here and yeah. work there. But once I brought that up to my therapist. No, he... if I this is my this is my commitment to the clone Casanovas. But you can finish story. Yeah, yeah. But this is my commitment. If I win the lottery, I occasionally, you know, when I you know, when I'm at the yeah. gas station, I'm like, yeah, give me one of those. <laughs> if I win the lottery. We will start a comic book store, like a, a collectibles comic book store, video game retro store. That's kind of what I've always... Podcasting studio. In, with a podcasting yeah. studio. Um, but I will open that, and any of the OG clone Castanovas, if they want to come up here and work, 
I'll fucking pay him fifty grand a year oh, yeah. <laughs> to work in the comic book store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's gonna be great. <laughs> It'll be the best. That is the dream. But I told I was like telling my therapist that and he was like, Oh, that's what you need to do. He was like, That's like he was like, just you telling me this. He was like, I really think that's like the only thing that's gonna make you happy is doing something. Are like you that. fronting capital, sir? It's um. like, oh god. <laughs> well, and that was his next question is like, do you ha- are you able to like do you have the means? And I was like, no, I don't have rich parents, unfortunately. I don't know how much, you know, you go into like Hot Comics or one of these comic stores. You go in there and there's, I mean, we saw that thing in there today. There was a Batman Nightfall statue that was probably like four feet tall. Azrael. Azrael, who uh, was the second Batman after when Bruce was out of commission. Um, and I was like, oh, I want that. And they're like, oh, it's not actually for sale. And I was like, oh, darn. Yeah. So we came back here to record, and I looked on eBay. It's going for $2,200. Yeah. Now, I, how do you even, like, get the capital to stock your store with that shit? Yeah. Like, I... Well, I'm assuming... I mean, so- we got some, like... I mean, we got a nifty little thing going here. Yeah. But, I mean, this is not a store worth of stuff here. No. By any means. Well, I'm assuming that's what small business loans are for. Ah, so you get that. You I'm trying get to your, get out of debt. You get your supply chain going, and then you break even. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah. You're off to the races. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be, like, uh, lots or something where you just buy a shit ton of retro video games or something. Oh, and, sure. Well, and know. also, you just do the GameStop model. You just buy you stuff. And like, Yeah. <laughs> pay, like, pennies on the dollar for what it's worth. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But the, you know, lottery, that would be the simple solution. Yeah, of course. You win the Powerball, you get $100 million, and you just pay people $50,000 to hang out with you five days a week. Exactly. And you just play Super Nintendo, and you look at comics. The real easiest way is rich parents, but without that. Yeah, that ain't happening. (laughs) Yeah. Not saying we're destitute, but I mean, it's... It was hilarious talking to my therapist about this. Yeah. Because, like, he was... Because I brought up, there used to be a, a collectible store, comic book store in the Twin Cities called Shinders. Oh, and Shinders! They, were, they had multiple. I loved Shinders. They had multiple locations, and it was the best. It I was. Lo- so I would go great. to Shinders weekly still if it was around. Yeah, and so I brought it was that. comic books. It was cards. It was collectibles. It had like a porn section yeah, in, the in the back where you'd see like a black the, curtain. You'd see the the shifty looking white guy like <laughs> walk out with a in black the jean bag. shorts. Like yeah, like. <laughs> And the great thing about the porn section was, as a kid, they had, like, uh, these big mirrors that overlooked it yeah. just to make sure, like, nobody was doing anything yeah. unbecoming of, you know, a public place in there. Yeah. And so, like, as a kid, though, you would, like, you like you walk towards that back area. You look up, <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> one day. Yeah, one day. But I, mean, I brought that up to him. Yeah. And he was, like, his, like, face lit up. And he was, like, I love Shinders. <laughs> And he was like, because it was also like a magazine place. So they had yeah. like international like bootleg magazines and oh, stuff yeah. in there. But and he brought up, he was like, you know what's crazy about these collectible stores? A lot of the places, they it's a wonderful collectible store and they want to ruin it with baseball cards. And it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I hate baseball Schinders, cards. I, I did buy a lot of baseball football cards at Schinders. Yeah. Now, my prized possession that I got from Schinders and I'm going to have I'm going to have to bust it out now that I've been buying the comics again. My prized possession is X-Men number 12. Ooh. I saved up. It's in like not great condition, yeah. like probably like 6 out of 10, but I say it was like at 100 bucks and I saved up one summer to get it 
and it's the first appearance of the Juggernaut. Ooh. Um, so that was my when it, the height of my comic phase is that's what I bought at Shinders. I loved going to Shinders, and they had all the you know, and they still do it at these comic book stores where they put the really nice ones high up on the yep. wall, and they're you know, and they're in the nice casing and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, like I just whenever I'm in a comic book store, still this day my eyes just wander. Yeah, I love looking at those. Yeah, I love one it. Day. Yeah. One day, one day, one day. I mean, that, I do have the replica X Men one up on the wall here. I do <laughs> think that that's something that could actually make us happy. I think it would. Yeah. We'll that should be a goal, a long-term goal. We'll eventually end up, like, bitching about it, but <laughs> I think it would actually make us happy to do something like that. The amount of stress and anger that I think that path in life could cause me, which I'm sure I would find ways to be. Any, you're human, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would nearly match what I can bring myself to in my current career. Just walking in, we walked into, because there's a GameStop right next door to Hot Comics, so we walked in there. Yeah. And the guy working at GameStop, I guarantee you, is a million times happier than us. A million times happier than us. Yeah. Like, we walked in there, and he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? What can I help The Funko Pops are 50% (laughs) off. I was like, yeah. He was so hyped. He was so happy. Um, Yeah. No, it wasn't 50%. There, what was it, ten percent or it something? Like, yeah, it was something like yeah. five bucks off. So yeah, something. don't run to GameStop. They're not fifty percent off. My bad. <laughs> but no, he was like really hyped about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I just, I would just be. That's like, that's why I fucking built this room. I know. Because this is where I'm happy. Yeah. That's what you're gonna do with your basement. Yeah, I know. You're just gonna put a bunch of crap up in there. Yeah, I can't wait. And I just, you know, I'm so glad we did the podcast because I'm too. this like I'm still fucking miserable. Yeah. But a couple times a week, I shut off, and we're just sitting in here surrounded by just fucking the comforts. It's of, fun. It's yeah, something to look forward the to. The comforts of nostalgia. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. Fuck it. I don't care. A lot of the stuff, too. It's like, yeah, it's it sits on a shelf, and it's quote-unquote pointless. Yeah. But you look at it, it's fun, and if one time you're sick it's of it, it's amazing to it. me that like older generations are critical of like millennials and gen z about like the nostalgia and like yeah, yeah. the you know the the peter pan nature yep. of our generation fuck you yeah, yeah, yeah have fun man i know you have a fucking miserable adult like you know yeah i'm an adult i pay my fucking bills that's all that should concern you you piece of shit well also like just because you buy like i buy buy a ton of like legos action figures but yeah. i'm also buying like weed whips and like yeah. adult shit it's not like i'm you know yeah letting everything else fall apart around me no while I'm yeah buying. i mean it's not like i'm fucking you know you know <laughs> neglecting my gas bill so i can go buy a fucking commander wolf black series which is fucking dope by that the way sweet i need that one yeah oh let's take a break i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go on amazon <laughs> all right no no more no stop all right um should we do listener appreciation yes. all right but we didn't talk anything negative. How about that? We for just once. had fun for like yeah. twenty minutes. Should we just keep going? That? <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's only because I'm so in love. No, <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. I still don't think we've ever heard him actually say... That's Kelsey Grammer, by the <laughs> yeah, way. So I don't think we've actually, actually heard him say, like, Niles! <laughs> I know he said it, though, in the show. 
We're just going to have to... That's what we should buy. We should buy all the seasons of Frasier on DVD. If we ever do open up some kind of collectibles comic book store... Frasier's running 24-7. We need, we need to have Frasier on the TV. Yeah. Uh, or X-Men 3. But also, we need to try to, like... Get in touch with these people's representation and just have yeah. them make weird appearances. Well, no, it's great about like, um, you know, like cons and stuff. We want to go to some comic cons and yeah. stuff. But, uh, you know, you get these people to come in and do autograph signings. If I won the Powerball, you're fucking goddamn right. I'm paying Kelsey Grammer like 20 grand to come in and do a comic book a signing great... at the store. One of my favorite comedians names is uh, Jimmy Pardo. He does a podcast. Never Not Funny. Never Not Funny, yeah. which is great. Um, but he used to do opening he used to be the opening comic for Conan. Okay. And he would do like bits and stuff with Conan sometimes. Sure. One of the bits they do is they created a character of for him called uh, Metal Detector Mike. And they sent him to a Baywatch convention. And he sat at a table with like headshots of him like holding a metal detector. <laughs> it's really funny. Who are going to shit like that? Oh, yeah. God. No, but yeah, I mean, we would absolutely. I think. What we would want is we would want old CRT TVs, like 20-inch ones. Oh, yeah. And we would hang them in the corners yeah. like they used to do. I'm going full, like, 1995 with it. Oh, my God. And we would just have Frasier on a fucking loop. We're going we're gonna to have to do this. I know. <laughs> we're getting ourselves in trouble. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, like just talking about this yeah. has made me happier than I have been in the last three months. Oh, yeah. No, it would be brilliant. It would be absolutely brilliant. I mean, I always said, I remember like five years ago, my ex-girlfriend being like, you're so miserable with work. Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to open a retro video game store. Yeah. And there was like this one retro video game store at uh, Southdale that we went into. And I was like, God, man, this guy's got it made. Like, this is so fucking sweet. He had just, you know, yeah, just, you know, like cutouts of Mario and shit. And I was just like, fuck, man, this is what I want to do. Like, this is where I would be happy. We got to make it happen, but we, we really do, it, buddy. I think before we're 40. Yeah. That's a, oh man, time clocks are ticking. <laughs> but yeah, Thorian Historian, um, the, the Holy Trinity, the first people are going to hire Depressed Kenobi. <laughs> depressed Kenobi, come on up from Texas. We'll give you food and shelter and we'll give you a job for yeah. 50K a year. And that goes for you too, Ithorian Historian. Now, Thorian Historian, he's jealous of all these stores we have around us because he's out in Vermont and the nearest comic book shop to him is like a 30-minute trip or something him like that. Him telling me that made me sad. I like, know. I just feel bad for him. And we sent him the pictures of Legoland. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, just come on. Just check. You know, check. Yeah. yeah check Zillow. And you, you and Jen, just come on. You can come here. We got co-ops here. You can yeah. work there. Oh, we got careers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's give them this, too. I wish that I were a and, of course, the third assistant manager at Tom and Adams <laughs> Clone Cast Comic Book Shop. Form this might be a step down because he is the president of Norway. That is true. But term limits. You got to have something to do after you're done. The president of Norway. He'll know. Let's let the shrine run. I'm really feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah. It's good positive. It's a sunny Saturday, and it's like the first day in a while that it's been. It's not 900 degrees. Reasonably. Warm. Oh, this is great. I got a. I have a you know a little sweatshirt on, yeah. and I'm fine. But it's gonna be like 90 again by Monday, yeah. probably. 
Um, so enjoy the 75 while it lasts. But yes, you'll know depressed Kenobi and a Thorian historian, the assistant managers. Yes. Salaried at $50,000 a year, and um, we will give them um, food stipends or something. We have <laughs> profit sharing. Yeah. Ooh, great. Oh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll take it public. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take it public. We'll put the workers first, baby. Yeah, yeah the downfall of Shinders. I think that guy got into like like weird insider trading and like cocaine shit. Nah. Like, it was like weird. He That's was, too bad. I know. It was such a great story. The Thorian historian just wrote on Discord, I'm going to miss Krell's ball sack throw. <laughs> I will not miss Krell's ball sack throw. Uh, and then, of course, Eliza, a.k.a. a drop of magic on Twitter. Jaylee, you are a bold one. The official artisan of the pod. Um, Jaylee could design, like, uh, you know, marketing materials for us. Yeah. This is great. I love this little fantasy we're, we're having. We're cooking with gas now. Yeah, this is, but it's all bullshit. We'll never do it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Jules, you know, if, hey, if you'll know can come from Norway, Jules can come. Yeah. In the UK, just come on over. We got, we got room. Yeah. We could just, we could build like a, like a carpet complex directly <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, we're going to have a compound. This is how cults start. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a fun one, though, before we go down in flames. <laughs> we had Jules, El Davio, and El Davio wrote in, and we got a little email yeah. from El Davio that we're going to read here in a moment. And, of course, Liv, Darth Clink, they can come work for us, too. Everybody, Liv, come everybody on by. Welcome. Every, I'm going to invite everybody. You got This is where we're going with this. I'm inviting everyone. <laughs> They're all coming, baby. They are all coming. Oh, we have a location on our Favorite retweeter. Like All right, rural farm boy, official retweeter of the pod. And we the last one we sent out the bad song. Where, where exactly are you being a rural farm boy? Yeah. Um, and it is in the profile, so I clicked it, and it's uh, Western Penna, rural Western Penna, and I was like, what is this Australia? What is Penna? <laughs> That's Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I have this fantasy in my head now that rural farm boy is actually like an Amish person that broke bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of away, Amish in Western Pennsylvania. Ran away during Rumspringa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saw an R two D two in like a store shop window <laughs> when he went into town one day, and it was just like, it, what it, treachery yeah. is this? Yeah. And it just it opened his eyes to the rest <laughs> of the world. I don't think that's where it's going, but hey. We, eh. we can pretend. Yeah, we can pretend. If you don't want us to pretend, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, rural rural farm boys in western Pennsylvania. Um, I wonder if he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah. Hopefully not an Eagles fan. I feel like I'd like Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh. I've never been. I've been there. Okay. Oh, they got ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the, the Heinz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they got steel. <laughs> I feel so, like yeah. I like Pittsburgh a lot more than uh, Philadelphia. Yes, I think Pittsburgh's more of a probably our type of city. It feels like the the Pittsburgh's to St. Paul is Philadelphia's to Minneapolis. Well, not as close, but yeah, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh's but, more of the uh, working class, right. um, and Philadelphia is just or, uh, sports fans are all assholes. Yeah. Um, you know, Laura from Jar Jar thinks she's a big Philadelphia Flyers fan. Hopefully, I'm not offending her right now. I don't. I just don't like the Eagles. Yeah. Whole NFC Championship debacle a few years yep. back. That was a rough one. They were mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're a mean bunch here in Philly. Oh, they're shifty ones. Uh, where were we? Oh, of course. 
The four horsemen. Can you imagine when they come out of the sky and come to work at the comic shop? Oh, my God. All of a sudden, you hear this. <laughs> Where's our $50,000 a year job? <laughs> <laughs> they just they dive in and decapitate the authority. <laughs> <laughs> This is my dream. This is the fan. This Your dream is the Athorian historian getting decapitated at our store? <laughs> well, just Jaylee depicting it on oh, the okay. walls of That would store. be cool. Yeah. Jaylee, I know you've been busy with some stuff. But <laughs> 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 if you could have the Athorian historian getting decapitated by Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a good one. Okay, but of course, Noah, Blight. Now, Noah and Wade, death. Blight and death. Noah and Wade. They're already here. I know. So th- we got to get them on the horn. Yeah. What do they do for a living? Uh, they do. Are any of them good with like uh, numbers? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get them well. on the horn. Maybe they can take a look at our finances. Things are coming together. Oh, yeah. It'd be funny if we open a store in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just go absolutely ape shit. Just with this conversation. Yeah. And we, we just throw everything away. Just you know, when I was a kid, I set up like all my VHS tapes in the basement and I like tried to run like a neighborhood video rental store. <laughs> That's hilarious. We could try to do something with yeah. this, this room here. <laughs> just <laughs> we got signs like, come on in. <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah, but that's what, like as a kid, I was like, man, Blockbuster is the coolest fucking place on earth. Yeah. Like all these places, that's the, I feel happy in these places. I don't know why I didn't try working there as like oh, a yeah. teenager. Like Hollywood why video. didn't I try to work there? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, of course, Stephen, famine, feast or famine. Um, and Joshua, the Archangel War, is <laughs> apparently on the lookout to take a Thorian historian's assistant manager job at the comic book shop. <laughs> Uh, Isaac, Isaac continues to catch up and f- got fucking a, now Isaac was talking to me about AEW all elite wrestling, which is like the, you know, the, the WWE alternative. And sure enough today, my buddy Clark, my good buddy, um, text me, uh, an entrance from CM Punk who CM Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He stepped away like five years ago, had a big issue with WWE and their doctors and like shit all over them in a podcast Oh, really good heat. Um, it was fun stuff listening to it, but he showed up now. He's come back. He's an AEW now, and I was like, "Fucking a, am I gonna have to fucking watch wrestling again?" They're <laughs> gonna bring you back into it. It's sucking me back in. And then apparently they signed Brian Danielson. Is it similar like feel or are they? Kind oh of, yeah, I mean it, it to... was it was insane. Like this, he's from Chicago. Okay. CM Punk. It either means chick magnet or Chicago made. Okay, great debate there. But this was a Chicago television taping. And it was in the United Center. It must have been 20,000 people. Yeah. All chanting CM Punk. And then he just, of course, shows up. Big pop. And he's going to have his first match in a few weeks. So the, are they trying to, like, differentiate themselves in, like... Yeah, I think they tend to... Bit, or? WWE is just so... How do I put it for somebody who's not <laughs> wrestling it? It's bubblegum. Okay. It's, it's really gotten away from... It, it's the Walmart of wrestling. Yeah. Like it's just like, you know, and it's it's kind of disconnected from the fans and what the fans want. And Vince McMahon's like, you know. A, caric- a caricature of himself. Yeah, I mean, he's just so disconnected with what people want at this point. Like, his ideas were awesome in the 80s. Yeah. With, like, the colorful characters and, like, you know, just the goofy shit. Like, you think about, like, Isaac Yankum, DDS. It was like this dentist that would come. You know, it's just... <laughs> It was really colorful for back in the day, and it worked. 
And then in the late 90s, he was like, well, this isn't working anymore. So he kind of went like very risque. And that really hit with like the whole just kind of like angry suburban kid era of the late 90s, early 2000s. You had The Rock and Stone Cold, and that was fucking great. But since then, he's gone. He went more PG, and that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of kids in the audience, but his ideas just don't. And he just doesn't understand what like wrestling fans actually want anymore. Um, so he'll like push a lot of characters down people's throats that just are no, yeah, just no. Whereas AEW, I mean, they really catered to wrestling fans. So oh, interesting. Oh, it's a fun one. <laughs> and then, of course, our fellow pods, Wayfinder Pod at Wayfinder Pod from a certain point of skew at F A C P A P O D. Jar Jar Thanks Pod at Jar Jar Thanks. Laura, Michaela, hey Michaela, and Jess and Vader's thoughts at Vader. Thanks. We do have some results to get to. Do you want to do the results or do we want to do El Davio's email first? Let's do El Davio's email first. All right. Let's get to the mailbag. Message after the message. Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. Yada-da-da-da-da. All right. This is no. (laughs) Too long. (laughs) Too long. All right. So El Davio checked in. Hey, and by the way. El Davio Jules has a Hotmail email account. Ah, so, right. so do I. My yeah. personal is a Hotmail, and you've given me shit about it. Well, you I... even created a Gmail account with my name. Be like, yeah, here, you use did. this. <laughs> Hotmail is fine. Of course it is. Then why you give me shit? Why do I... people give me shit about it? Because I like to give you shit. All right, whatever. Well, Jules has a Hotmail account, so fuck you. <laughs> Hi, guys. None Venture... of it's going to matter once we own our own stores. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what will all the email address be? Will we use Gmail? Probably. No, we'd have to get a website and we have to get an actual domain. Well, no, no, no. We're going to have a... I already got our LLC picked out. Oh, really? What is it? We're our Chiraro Media. (laughs) Goddamn right. (laughs) Why don't I have that at the ready? Hold on. Hold on, Charles. All right. So, hey, hi guys, venturing in into email ter- territory. I've moved into my new place. Yay, congratulations. Um, hopefully you're settling in nicely. And having to spend a ton of money sorting things out, ordering furniture, etc. I've decided to lean into spending a ton of money and order some cool stuff at the same time. Kind of what we were talking yeah. about. Buy some happiness. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. You know, the whole quote, um, money can't buy happiness. True, but sometimes it can. Yeah. You buy something, you make yourself happy, you get a little dopamine hit. There's nothing wrong with this. This room we're sitting in right now is just filled with Tom dopamine hits. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's literally just it, it, you know, it's just poking me with it. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. Um, I get quite worn down by life admin stuff, and this seems like a great way to flip my mood the other way. It, it absolutely is. is. Um, just make sure to pay the gas bill. Yeah. Before buying the Boba Fett Black Series. Yeah. Yeah, then you're fine. Um, you could probably decide whether I'm fantastically clever for being able to outwit myself in this way or fantastically stupid for being so easy to outwit. Well, if you're stupid, then we're stupid. Yeah. So you're in good company, I guess. Stupid like a fox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Stupid like a fox. <laughs> it is crazy, though. Like like El Davio saying, once you move into a new place and all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, there's a ton of things i need to buy now yeah. it yeah i remember when i got my first place and like my dad 
brought me to like cub yeah <laughs> and like all these places and like, you need this you so need this you don't account for like buying dish soap and yeah. laundry detergent just and, all the shit yeah. that you don't even really think about um but every time you move it hits you again like oh god i yeah. gotta buy all this shit that's so boring yeah um so jules hoping you guys and or the wider Castanova clone Castanova crew can give me star wars book recommendations i can absolutely yes, give you, you star wars book recommendations Given what I have and haven't seen, background-wise, I've seen the movies many times, watched The Mandalorian, and watching The Clone Wars for the first time with the podcast, hey, and also watched The Bad Batch, but nothing else and no books or comics at all. Um, I would say the High Republic series is great. I would start with Light of the Jedi if you want a book to read. Um, I think The Rising Storm is my favorite of them all, um, but we're going through them chronologically, get Light of the Jedi. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Wayfinder Pod is currently going through them uh, chapter by chapter. Um, so you can always listen to Wayfinder Pod and hear their thoughts about it as well. Um, that's a good and that's a good recommendation if you want to start like a, in a brand new sandbox. Yes. But if Eldavia wanted to like if you want to go through Legends, I would highly recommend Darth Plagueis. Yep. Um, as I've said before, that's probably my favorite Legends book. Or even cooler, if you're really into like Sith lore and just Sith stuff, which I absolutely am, and I think the mystique behind it all is very cool, check out the Darth Bane trilogy. Um, that that kind of sets up how they got to the rule of two. Now, granted, it is legend, so technically not canon. Yep. But that's not to say they're not going to use... Um, just watching just watching through various media, like they use a lot of the legend's ideas. Oh, yeah. I mean... They put them to use. The Heir um, to the Empire trilogy... The yeah. first time Thrawn gets introduced in Legends, it mm-hmm. happens after Return of the Jedi, but they pull from that all the time. Sure. In the recent Bad Batch, the uh, yeah. the f- season finale, they land at that cloning facility, and it's like taken directly from yes. that trilogy. And so a lot of the Legend stuff, though not officially canon, um, it gets borrowed from, and it wouldn't shock me if they actually just straight up use some yeah, of yeah. it. Um, I, Floney and Favreau have both talked about how they want to continue to like honor legends and bring yep. legends into the bigger canon universe. So, uh, legends wise, Darth Plagueis, um, is a great book setting up the Plagueis and Palpatine relationship. Um, and it goes right into the events of the Phantom Menace. Um, or the Darth Bane books are awesome for talking about the Sith and how they got to the rule of two. Um, so I would highly recommend those. Um, also, there's a lot of High Republic comic books that I've started to get into. There's High Republic audiobook called The Tempest Runner coming out in the next few weeks, which is going to be cool. Um, but if I start at Light of the Jedi, would be my advice. And if you want something that's just a little less, like not a novel, there's a ton of good like Star Wars encyclopedia type stuff that gives you like a picture of a character and then like a synopsis. Yeah, like we have our Clone yeah. Wars um what is it? The character encyclopedia. Yeah. And then it's like uh, 15 bucks on Amazon and it's got like every character in the Clone Wars series. It's a really good it. book. Oh yeah. And apparently Bail Organa is only five, six or yeah, five, right. three. That's right. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, and also like a, a long time ago, they came out with like the essential guide to vehicles, the essential guide for planets, the essential guide for characters. That one's oh, great too. Yeah. Cause it gives you like lesser known characters, a whole like kind of breakdown yeah. of backstory. So on. there's a ton of stuff out there. Um, kind of go with what interests you uh, but those would be my racks yeah for sure um now adam it's your time to shine oh boy 
You ready for this? Yeah. You ready to shine? I got follow-up questions. Okay. So, I'm also going to get some Lego. Not sure if people give Lego Rex, but I'm here for them. We'll get... Yeah, he'll have some Lego Rex. And eventually, probably in like a year, I'll get to buy some cool art. Yeah. Um, Jaily. Start... <laughs> I really want Jelly to open an Etsy shop. So do I. I yeah. think it'd be great. Um, I would totally buy shit. Yep. Um, but uh, Jules, Adam has a segment that we have not used in quite a while. <laughs> so I'm going to hit the old button here. This is Adam's ship and Lego talk. <laughs> it's very regal. It's going to be our ship and Lego talk after you break open that garage. Maybe. All right. The floor is yours. So with Legos, there's a... <laughs> Should I go get a pop? <laughs> no, no, no. With Legos, there's some background information I'm going to need. like Because you can go price-wise. I need to know where you're coming down price range-wise. Because the, the... Let's do tiers. The big sets, the really cool like big sets, those are going to run you like in the three to 500 range. What's that in pounds? Similar, right? Pounds aren't that know. different from yeah. the dollar, are they? It's slightly... I think for a while, pounds were like double the dollar, but I don't I think, think it's, it's like it's closed the gap a little bit. Yeah, I think four hundred dollars would probably be like what? Four hundred dollars? I don't know. You you keep talking. I'll look up the conversions here. But yeah, those are your big ones. Like uh, most recently, it was like the Republic gunship. That's your big display where it's going to take you weeks to construct multiple multiple different like sit downs to do but they look awesome on a shelf mm -hmm. they come with like a display stand a little plaque talking about like the ship those are really cool but there are some smaller sets that are great too if you want to like just play with them or like set them on a shelf there's an awesome uh like obi-wan's hut with like a uh, sand person and luke and the droids <laughs> like yeah how much does that one run oh the, those ones are only like well you have to get them when they're in the stores it's like 25 bucks something like that which would be 18 pounds hey there we go yeah i got the conversion chart up here right now uh but with lego so, just for reference if we were to pay el davio fifty thousand dollars a year that'd be thirty six thousand seven hundred pounds hey. <laughs> so that's your starting salary but lego i gotta hire a bunch of people lego it's they've said that like lego's prices it's almost a safer bet than the stock market because it doesn't crash like they don't develop they don't depreciate like once you buy a lego set like the they increase in price or stay consistent yeah they, like barely ever go down okay so um, let's do a tier let's say uh 50 and under so that would be 36 pounds yeah um we'll do 200 and under and then we'll anything above that so if you had one wreck under 50 dollars, what would be your one wreck only one <laughs> like it's a great it's about to get retired right now uh -huh. there's a really good uh new trilogy a wing it's a green one um it's a really cool set i don't think it's that expensive i think it's around like 30 35 bucks i'm looking at here 37 dollars on amazon yeah so that is going to be 27 pounds that one's really cool there's also a set right now uh i don't remember if it's retired or not it's the uh the separatist tank with Ahsoka. Ahsoka comes as a minifigure in it. That one's really sweet. 
Okay. That's a, that's a, that's that a relatively. It's 32 bucks, so 23 pounds. And that one's great because you, it comes with a, an Ahsoka minifig. Um, so that one's good. What's the second price tier range? Uh, let's say um, if you're getting up 50 to, like, to 200. 50 to 200. Uh, there's some good, if you want to go that big, there's some Millennium Falcons out there. I'm and those up. typically come with a handful of minifigs, and they look really cool. Here's one on Amazon, the 75257. I think there's been a lot of variations yes, of this there one. Has this been. one it's $153 on Amazon, so it's 112 pounds. If you can find a good deal, there's an awesome set. It's a Krennix uh, shuttle from Rogue One. Ooh. I don't know how much that's going for currently, but that's a ton of fun to build. That's going to be 150 bucks here used on eBay. Yeah. Um, looks like new. It's $251. That one's so fun. Hundred. What's? It's like more fun than other ones. Well, yeah. You like build it. It's they're fun to build. Okay. And then like so that's 184 and, pounds. Yeah. All right. So let's say money is not an object. What is the creme de la creme that you would recommend? Oh, that uh, special, the ultimate collector's Millennium Falcon. I. think think it's selling for like 800 bucks right now what's so much better about that one than the other ones oh it's just gigantic okay and so it's detailed and like it's like one of the for a while it was lego's biggest set like it came with it's the most pieces out of any lego set yeah um but that one's big i don't even have this one yet but the uh the the new star destroyer i think it's 700 bucks um but it's gigantic so if you have a place to put them... So that's going to be over 500 pounds on both those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. But, oh God, I love Legos. You shined. Tell me what you want. Uh, Eldavio, like, write us back in. Break down a little bit. Tell me what you're looking for. And we, yeah. uh, we can make some recommendations. Dan, if you're looking for more clarification on the book, comic, any of that stuff, that's kind of my lane. Also, Eldavio, you can go ahead and just get the uh, the Bad Batch Marauder Shuttle. ship. And then you and, <laughs> you and Tom can build it together. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we really appreciate it, Jules. We kind of rambled on your email there. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully we gave you some good information there for what you're looking for. Um, now, we do have some other fun stuff to get to here. Uh, let's just hit the button. <laughs> it's the Damn! 2021 Clone Cast. Clone name. All right. Woo. Here we go. We're down to a final four. All right. So we have two results to get to. Do you want to do the Celine and Perry region first, or do you want to do from a certain point of skew region? Let's save Celine for last. Okay. From a certain point of skew region. Okay, so we had Ripper, the number one seed, taking on the number two seed, Clunk. Two of my favorites. Oh. Uh, care to guess? I'm hoping it's Clunk. Ripper crushed Clunk. Damn. Very sadly, uh, I mean, I do like Ripper a lot. I do like Ripper. And I can totally see, like, Ripper being yelled, you know. But yes. Ripper had 65% of the vote. Damn. Clunk just got buried. Ripper, <laughs> that's going to be a awesome clone uh, uh, paint yep. uh, armor scheme, color scheme. Sure. Yep. And so Ripper is advancing to the final right. four. And 
They are going to be taking on the winner of the Celine and Perry region Elite Eight matchup. Let's hit the button. The Celine and Perry <laughs> region. Now, this was a heavyweight battle. This was Wet Spot, the number three seed in the region, taking on the number one overall seed in the tournament, Chibata. Did Chibata pull through? It was neck and neck for a while. Chibata went down. Oh. And it was close. 48.5% of the vote for Chibata, 51.5% of the vote for Wet Spot. Well, I do like Wet Spot, and this way we don't have to ship anything to France. <laughs> so. We got to do something nice for Celine, though. Oh, we do, yes. Yeah. Celine, um, we're going to figure something out. We gotta, we, we're going to look into something. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, we, we can get you a job at the comic book yeah, shop. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, our final four matchups. The Celine and Perry region wet spot came out on top, and they will be taking on, from a certain point of skew region, Ripper. Now, those are both Matt from a, from a certain point of skew uh, entries. So, Matt is guaranteed one in the final. All right. And then, the Athorian Historian region champion, Flo Naze is going to be taking on the Jailer Region champion, Shocker. So, <laughs> Shocker versus Flonase, and Ripper versus Wet Spot. Those are your final four matchups. All right. So, we will be posting those polls soon, and we will get to those on Thursday's episode. We will get to the final four results, and we will be down to our championship round. Very exciting stuff. Who who do, who's your favorite? I don't know. Now I'm Ripper's really great. I love Wet Spot too. I think Wet Spot's gonna win it all. Yeah. People are just weird and horny. Well, and that would <laughs> that would be great after a clone falls to his death to hear another clone yell. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wet Spot! <laughs> yeah. I could totally hear it. Um so it's gonna be some real heavyweight battles, and it's getting down to nitty gritty. She bought the bread! All right, what do we got for a narrative date on this one? Carnage of Krell originally aired November 18th, 2011. Okay, same number one song. Okay. I really wish that there was more, you know, parody on a lot of these. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just stick around. So it's We Found Love by Rihanna and Calvin Harris. We do have a new number one movie. Immortals has been dethroned after one week. All right. So, um... I think November's around the time where they just dump a bunch of movies, yeah, too. Yeah, this is a pretty big series. Okay. Uh, I never got into it, um, but I'm just, let's just give it away. Okay. One of the main stars of this series is the new Batman. Oh, so Twilight? One it, of the Twilights? Yes. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, which I believe is the second to last. Is Breaking Dawn the last portion of I it? I think. I never got into it either. Yeah. So that um, crushed at the box office on the weekend of the 18th. Part one? Part one. Okay. So we'll probably come across part two in a few months, I'm guessing. Are you looking forward to the new Batman? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll go see it. I'll see it, yeah. I'm not quite what I used to be when it comes to Batman. Yeah, you used to be big on Batman. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I will definitely see it in theaters, though, and that kind of says a lot. Yeah, because there's not many movies that can get me out to the theaters anymore. Uh, Star Wars, Marvels, 
um, Batman. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that but that will get me to theater. So, um, a kind of a quick time warp, but we have been talking for a while. Yeah. So should we get into this episode? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's do it. Do it. He's dead! He's fucking dead! Spoiler, sorry. Ooh, it's sweet sugar when he dies, baby. Krell dying is literally like sexual intercourse for my eyes. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. My eyes are having sex with the screen when he we'll dies. We'll get to it, but I was very curious of your uh, opinion on his death. Okay. Uh, here, let's... Uh, I'm just going to... fat. I want to hear this part again. Because I like how they PG it up. Good dancing, baby. We know what dancing means. Yeah. Uh, cutting it off. <laughs> All righty. So, the four-episode Umbarn arc. Ends with Carnage of Krell. Crazy. It's a wild one. After these four episodes, I barely remember the Mon Cal arc. Oh, yeah. It's like this is what season four is now. Although when I was driving out to the Mall of America travesty that we had today, Ocean Man came on by Ween on oh, my yeah. Spotify, and I was like, man, I should have used that yeah, during that the Mon Cal arc. I think I'll just do a clip show or some shit to fucking bunch of mon calamari's an ocean man um so uh the narrator opens up and where we left off is they took the base last week um and no two weeks ago they or two episodes ago they took yep. the base and last week uh fives jesse and Hardcase all broke with the orders and hijacked some of the umbaran ships and went and destroyed the um what is it like a separatist command ship yeah that was or a supply ship it was a supply like ship that. so uh, Krell freaked out and told them that they're going to be court-martialed and put to death. So that's where we left off. Uh, the narrator says, the narrator has a lovely end where he, he references Krell's strategies as Krell's disastrous strategies. Yeah. <laughs> and truer words have never been spoken. Krell has been a total fucking train wreck. And this episode really shines a light on why Krell has been such a fucking train wreck. But we're going to open up with Rex and Krell in the command center that Krell is so fond of. Open up with Rex being the most patient man in the galaxy. And Krell getting even fucking crazier. Yeah. So let's take a listen. General Krell, I respectfully request you reconsider court-martialing Fives and Jesse. The actions of Arc Trooper 5555 and CT 5597 were a clear act of treachery and disregard for my command. If punishment isn't swift, their defiance may inspire others to follow suit. Sir, the men are with you. It's just that some of them feel you're putting their lives in danger needlessly. All the more reason to send a clear message that I am in charge, and insubordination will not be tolerated. The truth is, these clones have had a difficult time respecting my command since the beginning. I've seen it before. Some clones are just... defective. Maybe they aren't able defective. to succumb to authority. You're right, Captain. I don't think I can court-martial them. It will only be a waste of time, and that's something we don't have. I'm afraid they'll need to be disposed of. Prepare a squad for execution. What? But, but sir... You heard me, Captain! Have it done immediately, or I'll do it myself. 
okay. I do not think that's how court martials work. No. <laughs> um, yeah, he's um, he's really cut in line here. And defective Jedi is a pretty good summary of what Krell is, too. Yes. Yeah. He's a whole lot of things. Defective <laughs> being one of them. Yes. Um, big time. That's like, that's a Krell thing number one. Defective. Um, so, fucking Psycho yeah. has decided to up the ante and just, hey, we're just going to fucking skip the court martial. You're just going to pull them out of their fucking cells right now and just kill them. Yeah. Um, to send a message. Now, like, what I, do we really need to dissect what he's doing here? I mean, it's just he's crazy. Yeah. He was crazy, and we, we find out why later in this episode, but it's just more stuff for par that we've come to expect from fucking Krell. Yeah. Just a complete and utter disregard for the sanctity of human life when it comes to clones. And it doesn't even t- take it upon himself to do the executing himself. No. But commands five to make other clones do it. Correct. Um, so it's Rex's unfortunate duty to go grab Fives and Jesse in the brig and break the bad news to them. And I hope you like clip shows because we got eight. <laughs> Here's number two. Fives, Jesse, I'm sorry. General Krell has ordered your execution immediately. What? But how? He can't do this. He has authority to render punishment during combat. I can understand a court martial and locking us up in the brig, but executing us? I tried to convince him that it's my fault, but he wouldn't let me. Rex, you have to face it. He's been using you. He needs your loyalty to control the others. I won't let him get away with this. Ah, don't beat yourself up about it. We made our choice. We know what the price was. Yeah, speak for yourself. <sighs> Still got your sense of humor, I see. Yeah, who said I was joking? Well, <sighs> I guess this is it. Okay, one thing to note here after they grab him out of the break, um, Rex is down there with like four or five other 501st troops. Um, pre-order on the Black Series for the 501st troop. Very cool, and it looks exactly like these uh, troops look in the brig right now. Oh, cool. Um, sold out on Target.com, the pre-order. So we're just going to have to go to Target the day it happens and just beat the shit out of some nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing elbows. Yeah. Oh, I'm game. When's that coming out? Uh, I don't know. We'll look it up after we're done recording. But okay. we got time to plan yeah. and train uh, for beating the shit out of the yeah. nerds. <laughs> also, there's Umbarans imprisoned with these guys, too. I'm surprised Krell just hasn't executed everybody. I'm surprised Krell just doesn't go down there on his own time and just start yeah. killing everyone. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, he's... It's like he's trying... It's tough to discuss this episode and Krell's actions without talking about what we find out at the end. Yeah. So I don't want to... Let's get to it, and then we can talk about why he was acting the way he was acting... And why he didn't just fucking, yeah, you know, we can talk about that if we get in there. So, um, Jesse and Fives, they are brought to the base courtyard. Um, Krell is watching from the tower with his stupid fucking, you know, his Smug two arms. lower arms with the fucking troop armor on there for no apparent reason. And he's, you know, twiddling his thumb, holding it behind his back. I hate, he's so fucking weak. This dude sucks. Um, and they're about to, um, they get lined up, you know, firing squad. Uh, there's probably, I don't know, like five or six yeah. clones. And for some reason, Dogma. Yeah, I wrote a fucking course Dogma's yeah, leading Dogma's this thing. like the executioner, and he is all too excited about this. He's like, hey, 
any final words and they don't say anything. He's like, yes, that's my answer. And you know, he, he's like hyped. Yeah. Like he seems kind of excited about this. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's going to make a great fascist. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, he are, he's already there. He's already there. Uh, he just needs more uh, more fascism, more fascism around him yes. so he can really, you know, reach for the stars. Um, so he gives a countdown. He orders them to fire. Um, and so Fives all of a sudden gives an impassioned speech, like right before they're about to fire. And Fives is like, this isn't right. You know, this isn't right. You know, he doesn't care about us, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Dogma all of a sudden just goes, fire. Yeah. You know, he just cuts Fives off and says fire. Um, and you hear a bunch of shots go off. Um, but they've all missed. Um, all the clones purposely missed, I guess. Um, I don't even know why you would fire. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. good for them for missing, but if you're going to just not do it, why even fire? Well, I think they uh, all independently were thinking, all right, I have to fire, so I'm going to fire, and I'm going to purposely miss. Ah! Like, they were thinking... I, I don't want to be the one. I can't kill. I don't want to be the one, but I'm right. not about to disobey, disobey. orders. Right. Because apparently, Dogma. I didn't know. Is Dogma a higher rank? I don't that? know. I just thought he was a guy. So did I. I don't even think he's an ARC trooper. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if Krell just promoted him to, like, <laughs> Admiral <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, You're going to head up the entire fleet. <laughs> yeah. You know. But no, it was it was the clones' way of taking it upon themselves to, like, ease their conscience. Yes. It's the same way, like, in actual firing squads, I it, it's a thing where they give one soldier a blank bullet, but they don't tell what soldier they don't tell the soldier that you got the blank bullet it was like out of these five guys that are gonna do a uh, execution they hand out the guns and they tell them one of these guns has a blank so the people that are doing the executing can tell live with themselves tell themselves oh i could have had the blank oh yeah grim (laughs) yeah really grim stuff we're Um, a crazy species so yeah, they all they all miss, and then they just drop all their guns. Um, and Rex has their binders removed from Fives and Jesse. Uh, Dogma whines. He's like, "These are orders. We have to follow." Nobody listens, and yeah. Rex is like, "Good luck finding anybody to follow your orders on this one." Yeah. Well, um, and it is an interesting point that Fives makes because he says, "We're not droids. We're meant to think for ourselves." Yeah. And then. I think Fives even later on says, like, we do need to think for ourselves, even though we were engineered to follow orders. Yeah. And it's like, it's finding that, that well, I balance mean, between I the totally two. I totally get what Fives is saying, but I have a low-energy battle droid on Ryloth that he just has to meet. <laughs> Ask Watt Tambor about it sometime, yeah. Fives. Yeah. Oh, that low-energy battle droid. Now, I respect Fives. I like Fives. Oh, yeah. But he, he's got to meet himself yep. a low-energy battle droid. <laughs> Those low energy battle droids, they'll show you something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They cook it up. They'll follow orders, but yep. not all of the orders. Yes. Um, so Rex and Dogma head back up to the command center to talk to Krell, um, who witnessed the whole thing because he was watching from his stupid fucking tower, being a piece of shit and not taking these horrid actions into his own hands, just keeping his hands clean of all the war crimes, I guess. Um, and they're going to have a little conversation with him. And then shortly after that conversation, we are also going to have uh, the Tron Hollow pops up, and we have a clone checking in with Krell. 
Um, so it's going to be two little things that we're going to take a listen to here. It's about a minute long. You wanted us, sir. I ordered those clones to be destroyed. You are making a mistake by crossing me, clone. Shut up! Fuck it's you. Captain, sir. General, there's an incoming transmission. Put it through. Bonds have stepped up their offensive. We're holding them off, but those squadrons have ambushed one of our platoons, seizing weapons and uniforms. We believe they may be planning to launch a massive attack. Looks like you have your stay of execution for now. Lock the traitors in the brig and prepare your platoons to move out immediately. We need to preempt the enemy by hitting them now with everything we've yeah. got. We're finally going to take the capital. And Captain. Make sure the troops are aware that the enemy may disguise themselves as clones to try to trick us. I will, sir. Okay. So the clone, as you heard there on the Tron Hollow, said that they took some of the gear um, and they took some of the uh, armor and stuff. Now, do I bring it up now or do I bring it up after? Uh, we, can bring it up. we can bring it up now. Okay, so, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. We'll bring it up after. All right. Um, but yeah, it, it led, after we find out what happens, it kind of led me to question something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I was kind of confused about it, so maybe you'll have a good answer for me. But if you are about, <laughs> he looks at Rex and says, like, you have a stay of execution. Like, we're going to get to it later. Right now we have to get, it's, no way to inspire your troops by saying that. Yes. Hey, you get to come. Hey, go out there. Yeah. And uh, take care of business. And then when you come back, you get to kill your friends then. (laughs) (laughs) This guy sucks. (laughs) Okay. So we get out. uh, They leave the base and we get to the Schumacher Burton Forest, as I've come to refer to it. Um, It's got the neon. It's got the Tim Burton design with the Joel Schumacher neon. Um, Dogma, that little piece of shit. Almost trips across one of those piranha plants that we met in the first episode of this arc. Uh, that's kind of like a sarlacc, but it's also like a piranha plant. It's like yeah. the it's like the plant from um, what was the show that I said? God, why can't I fucking uh, why can't oh, I remember? Uh, uh, Little, Little Shop, Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Dogma almost trips on it. One of the clones is like, "Hey, look out! Don't do that. Watch!" And they like show him what happens, and that's uh, that's a. Uh, that's your Chekhov's gun. <laughs> remember when I remember when I said I was going to use that every episode, yeah. and then I haven't used it. This like, is like the first time I've used it in like twenty there was episodes. Like two episodes. Where yeah, I, I did it two in a row, and I never went back. But I'm using it this one. Chekhov's gun. Um, and shortly after he shows Dogma, was it who was that? Was it I don't Tup? Remember. Was it Tup? Might have been because I know Tup's the one that ends up yeah. using it to yep. his advantage. I don't know. Um, but shortly after that, the 501st comes under attack. Um, and these attackers are disguised as clones. Um, so there's some, you know, they were told, like, look out for this. Um, you know, you, you could see these in barns dressing as clones. Now, okay, let's talk about the practicality of this. It, it doesn't make sense. They fired at them right away. Yeah. Now, I, I, if that was Umbarans, what wouldn't they try to, like get in close and make them feel a level of comfort or something and then unleash on them? Yeah, I don't know. They wouldn't just like, hey, let's wear this for fun and start shooting and at them. And immediately, yeah. And immediately start a firefight with them. Yeah. I, I, you know, 
I don't understand that. Yeah, I think you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief when it comes to But then to again, if you're in the 501st, you're under attack. You were told this. Right. You're going to f- fight back. Yep. Um, so uh, there's a firefight back and forth, but Rex comes across. He sees uh, a corpse that had just recently gotten hit and killed um, of the attackers. Yeah, and he and has his head tilted back. Tilted back, and so you can kind of see his jaw. And so Rex runs over there and takes a look and pulls the helmet off, and it's actually a clone. So Rex is like, hey, they're clones. Stop. Stop firing. And Rex just fucking runs headfirst into fire, like screaming, stop firing. We're clones. He, he yells at his troops, take your helmets yeah. off. Take Let your helmets off you. so they can see you. And Rex runs right out in the middle of the battle here and takes his helmet off, and he grabs one of the orange. They're wearing the orange. So I'm assuming they're from Clod- Co- Cody's Brigade. With- I couldn't make it out. It was either orange or yellow. I couldn't tell if it I was the I feel like it was same. orange. Okay. Um, because I'll, I'll tell you in a second here. Um. So he grabs one of them and like pulls him in front and like, hey, we're the same, we're the same, we're clones. And so once uh, that battle breaks out too, there's like immediately eight clones just get picked off too. It's mm-hmm. a bloodbath. Yeah, so a lot of clones died here. But yeah, so it was literally just friendly fire the whole time. Um, fire ceases. All the clones are absolutely devastated about what just occurred. They literally just killed a bunch of their brothers on both sides of this whole firefight here. Um, and we're going to get a little bit of the aftermath of the fight here, and we're going to meet uh, the commander of that brigade that attacked there. This can't be happening. What have we done? I don't understand. Why did these troopers attack us? Captain, I found the platoon leader. It's Waxer. He's Our still boy alive. Waxer. With Numa right on. Yep. Right on his mask. His helmet. Waxer. Tell me who gave you the orders to attack us. It... It was General Krell. He sent us to these coordinates to stop the enemy. We thought they were wearing our armor. But... It was... Single tier. Yeah, single tier and um, waxer passes. Um, where's Boyle? I don't know. Boiler. I Is th- it Boiler or Boyle? I think it's Boyle. It's Boyle. Yeah, but it's Boyle. I think they got split up. Okay. I don't think I don't think they're part of the same yeah. platoon. I think they're like yeah. Now Ryloth Arc is where Waxer and Boyle really shined, and yep. they came across Numa, the little Twilight girl. Yep. Um, and they bonded with her, and so he on his helmet still has a picture of her on his helmet, like a cartoon, like a cartoon drawing. Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of sad to lose Waxer because, uh, especially this arc, they've really started to. Uh, develop more unique clones and showing us. You know, I mean, they've slowly they, been doing it, but this this arc it's been like full on. We have like ten different really unique clones that they've named that we've been going back to, and you really get to know their individual yes. personalities. And and but the thing is, like Waxer and Boyle, like that was one of the first episodes where they really tried that sort of yeah. thing. And we have a history with those two characters. Yes, um, we saw them in the Ryloth arc, which is incredible. Probably the tops of season one. Uh, that's the best stuff you're getting in season one. Um, they also rescued Kenobi, General Kenobi, on the Geonosis arc. Yeah, that's right. Uh, landing at Point Rain. Yeah. So these are not, like, Waxer is not a just some clone with a funny name. Yeah. 
It is a funny name, but yeah. <laughs> but we've come to know him, and so it's too bad. Like, and that the whole Numa thing, like that was the first time you and I were both like, wow, yeah. I was like really touched by that episode. Yep. And so it's sad. Yeah. It was sad. I'm wondering if if they do kill off these clones that we've grown to like actually have an appreciation for because they're trying to let us know like hey they didn't actually have to go through with order 66 like i'm wondering if they they're trying to kill those guys off because they don't want to have to in our minds put us through the trauma of like yeah oh we really love these clones and i wonder what jedi they, they went through and slaughtered well we know my personal fave cody yeah Definitely went through with it. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's what I got going for me. It will be done. I need a Cody Black series. Ooh, I think those are. I can't for wait a till we. Pretty penny. I think that's what we got to work on though. Is start building our cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, tall Rex, short, <laughs> short Cody. Cody. <laughs> but if we're being fair, Tamura Morrison five seven. I'm yep. taller than him, so I am slightly above average Cody. <laughs> hey. Did you see that when I tweeted out about did, the? Yeah. Uh, there was some confusion there. I think people thought I was the person that was 5'3". Yeah. I was critiquing the person that's 5'3", that is requesting the woman, that's saying, oh, please be over six feet tall. You're fucking 5'3". That's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. And she's like, I like to wear heels. It's like, what are you, are you fucking wearing, like... That's nuts. Moon shoes? Like, what are you wearing? Like, the Kiss Army, like, yeah. boots that Gene Simmons wears? Yeah. I was just showing, you know, short king problems. Yeah. In physics, like, me being 6'4", like... I don't even know how that works with someone who's 5'3". Yeah. Like, that's that's asking a lot for the person you're going on a date with. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I, I was just... But I think people thought I was 5'3". Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no! You had to clear up that confusion I, Oh, I quick. had to clear that up, you know. Hey. <laughs> hey. Can't have Michaela thinking that, you know? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Michaela. <laughs> It's all in good fun, folks. It's all in good fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is my question going back to the Tron Hollow previous clip where Krell gets the information relayed from... Now, was that from clone... From a clone. From a clone. Now, was that clone in on it with Krell? I don't know. Or did know. he somehow, like, mix things up and, like, was that... Now, it's not colored. The Tron Hollow, it's not colored. So was that actually... Was he showing... I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Krell figured out a way to like hack the Tron Hollow yeah. and like come up with an interpretation. And we know it wasn't Dogma because Dogma's in the room with him. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, was that clone just in on it, or is that something that actually happened and then Krell just used it to his advantage? That's what I was thinking. Like may it's possible the Umbarans did actually steal some trooper armor and Krell maybe yeah. that's what gave Krell the I mean, idea. This was like a whole brigade though. I mean, this was like hundreds. I know. You know, so it's kind of like that would be a hell of a lot of shit to steal and then they're just playing dress up in the middle of the fucking Burton Schumacher that's, forest. That's what I was thinking. It's like maybe in reality it was only like a handful of Umbarans that made off with just a yeah. couple of uniforms, but Krell was able to like fool the clones into thinking that it was a bigger issue. Yeah. Yep. Um, but apparently this is now, I mean, this is Krell's endgame then. Yeah. I mean, this is his penultimate move. He just wants the clones to wipe each other out. Yeah, but he has to have known, like, whoever survives this coming pending firefight is going to, the jig is up at that point. 
his bullshit is up. Like, he's clearly trying to get them killed at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think he's just trying to take out as many as possible before that happens. Yeah, and we'll, we'll find out a little bit more as we kind of inch towards Krell's final admission of what he was doing. <laughs> quite, quite an admission, too. It's just like, I don't know he's where you were... Yeah. He's a tricky, shifty one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's really, really some depressing stuff. Um, so, uh, Rex gathers the clones after that, and he kind of gives them a pep talk. Not even a pep talk. He's like, look, what I'm about to do and what I'm proposing is highly treasonous. So, if you got a problem with that, might want to just back away right now because we're going forward with this. Uh, no one backs away. Everybody stands tall. Um, and he's planning to arrest General Krell for treason against the Republic. Um, so we get a really cool scene where they're all like marching. Kind of reminded me slightly yeah. of Order 66. Yep. Like they're all marching together in unison. Um, it is. A, it's a great shot of Rex too, because he starts off with his helmet off. In yeah, and then wall. he puts it on, and yeah. yeah, it's very cool. And Rex is leading the charge. It's almost like he's right in front, and then he's just got a lines of them behind yep. him. Um, Dogma, the free thinker of the group, backs out. <laughs> you see Dogma take his helmet off and just kind of slip away out the yeah. back. What Fuck is him. he thinking at, at this, this point? point? Yeah, at this point, like, dude, why? Yeah. Like before I could even understand, like you're just following orders. I, it's bizarre. I can get his clone mindset there. Now I'm just like, dude, the fucking mask is off with Cats out of the bay. Yeah, like there is nothing he's not hiding anything. He's trying to get you killed here. Yeah. So what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> um, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> Dogma slowly takes his helmet off and you just see him kind of slip away. Um, we see him in the brig quick and Jesse and fives are released and given guns and they still got like the clone armor pants on. Yeah. But they're wearing like the under armor, like <laughs> yeah. dry fit form fitting fucking like long sleeve black turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. Like they're wearing the Steve jobs, black turtleneck thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it's funny. Like I'm assuming <clears throat> that's what is under all of their armors mm-hmm. because like in the joints where it's black, like I'm assuming that's yeah. what this is. It is. That's what you're yeah. seeing. Um, yeah, so they're wearing they're wearing the Steve Jobs turtlenecks. Uh, is there a turtle? Yeah, there's a turtleneck on it, isn't there? I don't know. Let me look. I hope. There oh is. yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. the name of the episode is Steve Jobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have no. The episode art is gonna be Steve Jobs at one of his sim- Apple symposiums just in his turtleneck, fives. and then Fives and Jesse <laughs> just like hanging out with him in their turtlenecks. It's gonna be great. Um. So they, after releasing Fives and Jesse, they head to the command center. Um, they get out of the elevator, and Krell is standing there looking out his stupid fucking window, standing like a dumb asshole with his hands behind his back, and we get our next clip, and it's about to pick up. General Krell, you're being relieved of duty. It's treason, then. Oh, who does that remind you of? You're committing mutiny, Captain. Explain your actions. He's calling him Captain again. My actions? For ordering your troops against one another. He respects boldness. (laughs) Yes. That. I'm surprised you were able to figure it out for a clone. They go to arrest him. They all surround him. General, you're outnumbered. Big old force push on the whole room. You dare to attack a Jedi! Okay, so it is on. (laughs) 
So he does a massive force push, and there's probably 10 clones in the command center. Knocks them all on their ass with that. What's cool, too, is like <clears throat> he points each one of his four arms in a different direction. Yes. So it's like, if you imagine a Jedi uh, has to use one of his hands to direct the force, yeah. it's perfect for getting everybody around him. Yeah, and if you've ever played, I, I don't know which video game it is, but <laughs> they have video games with force push, and like you're actually pushing in that direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it follows that line of thought. Yep. Um, so at that point, the clones, uh, open fire on him, all the light, the, the dual bladed, the dual, you know, the dual wielding dual bladed comes yep. out and he's just ripping, man. Oh yeah. I mean, he's a powerhouse. Yeah. You got to give him that. Oh, he does not fuck around. It's nuts. Like he takes out probably four of them. I'd his say his lightsaber moves. He's like, it, he's barely trying at some yeah. point. Now, interesting strategy by Krellier because he takes out probably four of the clones in there. Um, but the big boys, fives. Rex, they're still t standing. Um, and Krell kind of, after killing a few clones, talks some shit, and then he just jumps out the window. Um, I don't know why he didn't finish everybody off yeah. in the room. Very strange. Um, and it's not going to pay off for him in the end. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, I mean, he was really, you know, he had them all. He could have taken them all out there. Yeah. I mean, as, as competent as Rex is and as impressive as Rex is, I mean, clones it's aren't no a match contest. for a Jedi. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why when you see like order 66, it, you have to have like 10 clones surround them. Yeah. And even then it's a fight, you know? Yep. So and um, that's for a normal Jedi, not yeah. this guy who's huge and yeah. has two double not fucking shitty Goro, you know, like <laughs> this is insane. Um, so, uh, they, uh, he jumps down out the window, he breaks through and there's a bunch of more clones down there waiting for him. They're like, arrest him. And he takes out, I don't know. A shit ton of them. Yeah. Just cutting through them. He does like a sonic move, too. Yeah. Where he turns into a ball and like does a <laughs> flippy thing all the way down. Oh, man. Do you think he's going <laughs> to... Rolly Boy? Yeah. <laughs> Who remembers Rolly Boy? <laughs> if you remember Rolly Boy, you have been with us for a while. The Ballad of Rolly yeah, Boy. <laughs> the Ballad of Rolly Boy. Oh, uh, every now and then, those Lermans... They get brought up like once every 10 episodes. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. God, I can we please get them back? Was that a Mortal Kombat This move? is not a very peaceful form of action there, General Krell. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a Mortal Kombat move where he turns into a... Is that Liu Kang turns into a ball? And like, Cabal. 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 Yes. No, not Cabal. Well, Cabal does it, but uh, Kano also does it. He like turns into a ball and like, like yeah. cannonballs into somebody. Yeah, Cabal does it. Uh, Molino does a ground roll. That's right. Okay. And Cabal or K, uh, Kano in Mortal Kombat 1 does a spin yep. as well. Okay. Uh, Luke Kang does the flying bicycle kick That's, and yeah. the flying kick. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He's uh, General Carl, this is not a safe place for you. <laughs> we do not want your kind here. <laughs> um, so he takes out a shit ton of clones uh, and he just runs off the base into the Schumacher Burton Forest. Yep. Um, and Rex and the heavy hitters are giving chase. Don't let him get away. And then fucking Dogma just cuts them off. And it's going to be our next clip. Hold it right there. Lower your weapon, Dogma. I, I can't do that, sir. That's an order. It's my duty. You're all traitors. I used to believe that being a good soldier meant doing everything they told you. That's how they engineered us. But we're not droids. We're not programmed. 
You have to learn to make your own decisions. Dogma, don't do it. Well, tackle him. <laughs> Troopers, don't let General Krull escape. So, good news, Dogma has been placed under arrest. <laughs> For a second, I thought Dogma, just because like, it seems like something would happen in a movie, I thought Dogma was going to put the blaster underneath his chin <laughs> and go to kill himself, and then the clones were going to wrestle it away, but then I thought... That might be a little too dark for yeah. a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's been some stuff, though, where it just... I, I could see them doing that, but they would cut away. Don't you think it'd be perfect, though? Like, yeah. it's like the suspense and, like, all of a sudden he just, like, puts it up. Well, it's like a kid. robot that you give an equation to that they can't figure out yeah. and it just short circuits and, like, fries itself <laughs> or something. Like, <laughs> unknown logic. Unknown logic. It just, just bursts into flames. Like, that's kind of what I feel like Dogma's doing right now. But if he's so big on authority and following orders, shouldn't he be listening to Rex? Like, Rex yeah. is his commanding officer. Officer. Yeah. And he the thing is okay, but you could make the argument like, okay, but Krell would order him to do something right. else and he knows that. But at the same time, he literally just saw Krell like cut through how many brothers? Yeah. You know? Um it's just hard for me to believe that he's still on like the Krell team here. Yeah. It's insane. Like, logically, it makes no sense. None. Yeah. I I don't get it. Unless, and, like, for a while, I was thinking, like, wait, did I forget? Is Dogma, like, in on this with Krell? Like, you would he, think. Like, and that would be a logical explanation for all of this. But yeah. no. No, he's not. It's... So, anyways, I mean, Dogma's under it. They all tackle him. It's kind of funny. They just, like, pile on him like a rugby pile. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> maybe his, maybe his like, Order 66 ship is, like, malfunctioning. Yeah. And it's just, like, sputtering. It's overactive. To explain why he got that stupid fucking boomerang tattoo on his face <laughs> or the, the V. <laughs> what do you think the V stands for? He's just a big uh, uh, Van Halen fan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> He's got yeah. the flying V. Um, I think it stands for villain. <laughs> That's why you come to the clone cast for hot drops like that. Um, so we get back into the Schumacher Burton forest and, um, you know, they're kind of walking, like keep an eye out, you know, and, um, Rex pages into some clones that have split up and they're like, yeah, we haven't seen anything here. And then as that clone is talking to him on the comm, all of a sudden, you hear Krell, like, the lightsaber lights up, and there's just screaming and stuff. And um, Rex has his night vision goggles on, and he puts up his uh, binoculars, and he sees him in the distance. And Krell makes eye contact with Rex and just forsakes the entire group he's killing and just makes a beeline for Rex. He, like, smiles at him, too. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, you know, Rex is like, he's coming this way, he's coming this way. So they all kind of get prepared. And we get Krell in the next scene. He's kind of, he's up in like the Schumacher Burton trees. Um, and he's giving this like creepy ass speech and he's like echoing and he's kind of all over the place. His voice has even changed a little bit. Yeah. Like he's like making out with the dark side at this point. Like He's doing that like weird villain thing where he reveals all of his plan to people. Yeah. Before you are he... my pawn all along. Yeah. You know, how, how did you not? Yeah. So... He, he gives, like, this fucking bullshit speech, like, you've all been my pawns, and he's kind of echoing. You don't really know where he is, but, you know, he's kind of, like, stalking them from the trees. Um, and suddenly he dives into the middle of the group. Um, he kills a bunch of clones with his lightsabers. He's deflecting everything. He's chopping through them. 
Um, and then eventually he just says, oh, I'm going to put my lightsabers away and just Goro everybody. Yeah. So he puts his lightsabers away and he just starts fucking kicking the shit out of people like hand to hand. I don't know why he put he, the lightsabers away. He like picks one clone. I think he was just bored. And he's like, yeah. he picks one clone up and just throws. <laughs> yes. <them. laughs> and then he does a Bane and takes one and like breaks his yes. back over his knee. Yeah. I mean, he is He's like Bane Goro, like he is superhuman strength yeah. on him. I mean, and we've talked about it. The guy is like two feet taller than all the clones. Yeah, he's like eight feet tall. He's huge. It is all. It's it's very cool. Some of the stuff he does too with his forearms and his lightsabers. Like he is moving him from ones to other. He's like fighting behind his back. It's really cool. It's a very cool scene. Yeah. Um, and one of the clones he chucks and luckily doesn't kill is Tup. And Tup lands near the piranha plant that we saw earlier. Chekhov's gun. <laughs> um, so he lands near his piranha plant, and he kind of like, he doesn't wake it up, but it kind of like, you know, it's like if you like. Rumbles. Yeah, it rumbles a bit. It's like if your cat's sleeping, you go, yeah. <laughs> you give him a little poke, yeah. and he's like, fuck off, you know. <laughs> but he's like, oh, shit, I got an idea. So he comes over to Rex, and he's like, hey, just lead him directly to me. And Rex is like, what? He's like, trust me, just. I got an idea that's crazy flush enough. Flush this way. It's just so crazy, it just might work. Yep, so I don't really know what they do to flush him towards him, but Tup eventually starts going, hey, ugly, over here. <laughs> yeah. And Krell, like a dumb fucking brute, is just like, <laughs> and just fucking decides to make a beeline for Tup. Um, and as he's making a beeline for Tup, his foot hits one of the piranha plants and like jumps off it and wakes it up, and it immediately just grabs him. Now, Big ups to Tup on this one. Big ups to Tup. I, I made that work one day. Big up Tup. Big up Tup. Uh, big Tups. <laughs> big Tups to Tup. <laughs> there it is. And that's why you come to the clone cast for drops like that. So big Tups. Um, big Tups to Tup. So he like when he's standing there and Krell's charging, he's just like. <laughs> He looks like a barista that's bored at work or something. He's just like, ah. <laughs> at the very last moment, he does do a thing where he's like, Ugh. yeah, like he's just bracing for him to yeah. like, get to him. Yeah, but it works out. So the plant grabs Krell um, and Krell like drops one of his lightsabers, but he's still like hacking at clones as they come up. He's still killing yeah. them, but he's just getting thrown around wildly by the plant. Um, so eventually the plant just drops him. And Tup kind of like looks at the plant for a second. Or not Tup. Krell looks at the plant for a second and then all of a sudden two blaster shots kill it. <clears throat> he turns around and gets fucking stunned right in the face with a stun gun. It's actually really funny. Yeah. It's like pop. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so Krell has been knocked unconscious and they are taking him into custody. Our next clip is going to be down in the brig with Krell. Dumbass dogmas down there. We got Rex. Why, General? Why kill your own men? <laughs> because I can. Because you fell for it. Because you're inferior. But you're a Jedi. How could you? A Jedi? <laughs> I am no longer naive enough to be a Jedi. A new power is rising. I've foreseen it. The Jedi are going to lose this war, and the Republic will be ripped apart from the inside. In its place is going to rise a new order, and I will rule as part of it. You're a separatist. I serve no one side, only my own. And soon, my new master. You're an agent of Dooku. 
Not yet. But when I get out of here, I will be. After I've succeeded in driving the Republic from Umbara, the Count will reward my actions and make me his new apprentice. How could you do this? You had my trust, my loyalty. I followed all of your orders. And you made me Dogma is finally waking up. <laughs> That's because you were the biggest fool of them all, Dogma. I counted on blind loyalty like yours to make my plan succeed. <laughs> blind loyalty. That will never happen. Yeah, you've talked. You're you've a said traitor, it. Traitor, yeah. General. And you will be dealt with as one. You never learn, Captain. The Umbarans are going to retake this space, and when they do, I will be free. <clears throat> okay. I so, wonder, I wonder... this is quite an interesting strategy for him to become Dooku's apprentice. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Dooku would have some use for him, but first of all, the only guy that chooses... Dooku's the only one that's going to choose his apprentice. You know, you don't just walk in... <laughs> To the Count's Palace on Sereno and just say, hey, Pajama Man, I'm here to help. I don't know. Isn't that how Savage ended up with him? No, he went to... Oh, that's right. And he asked them, the Night Sisters, for him. That's right. I don't know. I mean, he seems like he would be useful. Yeah. But Dooku, I don't know. I would like to see Dooku fight him. That'd be cool, yeah. I think Dooku would kick the shit out what of him. What do you think Savage and him going at it would look like? Ooh, that's some big boys. Yeah. That's your strength. That's two brutes. Yeah, just put away the lightsabers. Just beat the shit out of yeah. each other. That's Mortal Kombat. Uh, I think Kenobi will kick his... his all the, I think... I, now, he's a very powerful Jedi. I mean, he's not just any Jedi. Um, he's not Nadar Veb here. Yeah. Um, but I think our mainstays, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda, obviously, uh, Mace, all the big boys, I think they would take him out. Well, they'd have... Yeah. They're, they're smart enough to figure out his weaknesses and yes. use it against him. I was, you know, like, I know, like, this is all about, like, vindication for Rex and crew here. But I was hoping, like, as this was going on, Kenobi would just drop out, hello, you know, <laughs> just, like, fucking cut his head off <laughs> yeah. or something. That would have been so sweet. In, but, his, in his little monologue, too, he said a couple of things where I was like, did J.J. Abram, like, just watch this and use it as inspiration? Because he says, like, I have foreseen it. And, yeah. like, he says a new order is rising. Yes. And that type of thing. I well, like, I mean, his yeah. predictions about the end of the war were spot on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's definitely had some foresight into the future. I thought for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Is he actually, like, the only Jedi that is Jedi enough to, like, see what's going on? Yeah, I mean, in Master and Apprentice, they talk about Qui-Gon's foresight quite a bit um, and the things that he sees. And, you know, you hear it a lot from Yoda uh, that the future is ever-changing. Nothing's set in stone. Um, and in Master and Apprentice, like, the the big scene at the end, the big, you know, the big penultimate, you know, where, it's, yeah, like, yeah. where it builds to and the thing that Qui-Gon has been, like, seeing and, you know, foreseeing and stuff like that um, when it comes to fruition... It's, you know, they really try, I mean, he's he's right, something does happen, but, I mean, they really play up the whole, like, Jedi perspective on foresight as it's just, it's one possible thing. This doesn't mean all things. Um, whereas Qui-Gon, in this instance, was, like, so convinced of it. Like, yeah. he's like, this is happening. This is gonna happen. Like, it's absolutely happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's frowned upon. It's just, like, leaning on foresight too much is seen as a path to the dark side. Ah, uh, okay. And it, it's kind of like Anakin, like, trying to control that foresight. And he, like, with Anakin, I mean, his foresight 
he actually willed those things to come true right because you know it's like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yep. like you know tell a man he's going to die today if he believes it he'll find a way to make it happen yep. you know so um yeah i mean but there's definitely like a blind spot in the jedi where they like they don't they need to pay more attention to that sort of thing yeah like they should not just wholesale like disregard it and just like oh, i'm going to meditate on it like if you see something tragic happening you should fucking do something about yes. it. And like in Jedi Lost with Dooku, one of his big, much like Qui-Gon, one of his big like disconnects with the council was this big, I can't remember the planet it was on, but he kind of foresaw like that something awful was going to happen on this planet. And they just, well, we'll meditate on it. And then nothing happened. And then something tragic did happen. And so um, it's a real point of contention. And it's one that I can understand with oh, yeah. Jedi that fall out of the order. Like, we are... But, I mean, Corell's doing it for completely sinister purposes. I mean, he's not... It's not like Qui-Gon trying to do the right thing, or even Dooku in this instance was trying to do the right thing. So, well, sorry, I rambled. Oh, no, that's good. That's all good stuff. Um, Yeah, so that's that. And uh, then we get some more information. Looks like the transmitter, we know from the one episode where Obi-Wan, Obi-Tron Kenobi, broke up and, like... Krell was like, oh, we're just going to go ahead first. The transmitter was actually sabotaged. Yes. So Krell was fucking with shit. Um, and they get word that Kenobi has taken the capital. So. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I know we didn't see him, but we know he's he's put him and Cody just put in work. Good man, Cody. You know, good man that Cody and Obi-Wan just taking the capital. Well, and it, so the <clears throat> other thing, too, before that happens, uh, Krell makes the point. He, he says... Uh, how does he put it? He he says that the Umbarans are bearing down on this location and uh like as soon as I as soon as they take the base again, they'll set me free and Yes. Yeah. Um and so yeah, the Umbarans uh they get word after Kenobi took the capital, the remaining Umbaran forces are actually pushing to that base. Yep. Like they're retreating there and they're gonna try to take that base back. Um and Rex, Fives and, and crew are just kinda like, Well, what are we gonna do about Krell? Because if they come here and they take that he is going to sell out everything he knows about the Republic to them and all the stuff that he's been like plotting is going to come true. He's going to get out of there. He's going to go meet up with Dooku and he's just going to sell the Republic out. Um, so they determine, hey, he's a threat as long as he's alive and they go down to the Briggs and the plan is we're going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I actually don't. I mean, if, if, if it's an actual threat for the Umbarns, which it sounds like it is, like all the remaining forces are going there. If it's an actual threat that they could take the base back, like, I don't know what else you can do with that. I know. Like, you really can't. He's too dangerous to do anything else. The only thing I could think of is, like, <clears throat> I don't know if they are able to, like, evacuate. Like, I don't think they use that. St- but they don't. And, and the, yeah, I mean. They don't use the stun enough in Clone Wars. No, they don't. And it was really funny when they hit it. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I mean. You, if you could vacuum out of there, if they had a Jedi with them, that would be another thing. Where the fuck are all the other Jedi? Well, they fucking stuck them all with fucking Krell. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Obi-Wan's been like slacking yeah, where he's at and fucking water buffalo. Yeah. Where's Anakin? Yeah. Do we ever find out what his little like errand was? No, that I Pelping? don't think so. <laughs> Did Pelpenine just want to bring him to the opera and fucking. I guess. Hey. <laughs> hey, Anakin, I got good seats to the opera. <laughs> um. So they're going to go down to the brig, and that's going to be our next clip. Uh, the plan is, right now, to execute him. So let's find out what happens. Turn around. Step toward the wall. 
on your knees. Yes! <laughs> You're in a position of power now. How does it feel? I said, on your knees. It feels good, doesn't it? But I can sense your fear. You're shaking, aren't you? What are you waiting for? The Empyrans are getting closer. I have to do this. You can't do it, can you? Eventually, you'll have to do the right thing and- Shot? That was not Rex. No, who was it? It was Dogma! <laughs> Dogma shot him dead? He pulled Five's pistol out of his holster. Yeah. When he, Five's didn't know. I, I had to. Thanks, Dogma. He betrayed us. <laughs> <laughs> Get arrested. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. But, man. Jeez. But, yeah, so he, he pulled Fives' holster out, and Fives was kind of yeah. like listening to Krell's rantings and just shot him straight through the back. Well, let's listen to it again, because I fucking... <laughs> I hate Krell, as you all know, so let's just listen to him as he's talking and it just gets blasted by this... <laughs> the one dumbass that actually liked him. Can you? Eventually, you'll have to do the right thing. <laughs> he betrayed us. <laughs> All right. Directed by directed by Larry Charles. All right. So <laughs> it was fucking beautiful. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to get that clip and then, you know, we'll have Krell get shot. And then we'll just, you know, have the... Oh, yeah, the yeah. yeah. I got to start doing little clips because I got all these ideas yeah. going on. Yeah. They're rattling away. So, Krell is dead. <laughs> a single... Didn't even expect it. Like, Rex was clearly, like... Not like, I'm not good at this whole, like, just executing unarmed yeah. prisoner thing. Um, but fucking Dogma. I still hate Dogma. I mean, because it's just... All oh, yeah, of, of that. Of all course. of that, only for you to do that. And, like... Dude... And, it got to. He's getting arrested for this. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's gonna get. You know, they. Um, we, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, so, our next scene is Republic forces arriving at the base. You see Dogma, uh, cuffed and being taken away in a transport. Um, he nods at Rex, and Rex nods at him. Like, I mean, for Dogma, I guess fine. I mean, it's the best as far as as far gone as he's. This is the best thing he could have done at this point. Yeah, but he still sucks. Yeah. Um, so did you see that coming? Like, did you expect something no. like that? Okay. No. I, what did you think was going to happen? I thought Rex was going to do it. Okay. And I thought they were going to like cover it up or something and just be like, uh, in Umbaran did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they let one of the Umbarans out of the brig. Like he did it. <laughs> they shoot him and just put up. Yeah. By him. <laughs> yeah. They're going to set up like a, you know. Just like a fake crime yeah, yeah. scene or something. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I knew he was going to die. Like, I just knew it. Like, there was just no other way yeah. for him here. Um, but yeah, so Dogma's cuffed and taken away. So he's going to get charged with murder, probably, I'm guessing. So Dogma's just like the ultimate fail. Like, <laughs> he's just a fail, son. Like, he, he just sucks, sucks dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Um, they get word that Kenobi and his team have routed the last Umbarans, so the battle is completely won. That's the other part, too. It was like they made a big deal of like, oh, uh, Kenobi took the capital. All the Umbarans are going to overtake this base. They need to kill Krell. Otherwise, yeah. the Umbarans are going to get to him. And as soon as they kill him, it's like, Oh, oh, yeah, it's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan took care of it. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. It's all good. It's like they didn't need to do it in the first place. Like, I know this is the last episode of the arc, but I actually want to hear, like, the, the hearings back on Coruscant oh, yeah. about this. Like, yeah. Their report and, like, the questioning from the Jedi and all. Like, I want to hear that stuff. Like, yeah. I would love it. Like, I want to see the reactions of the council and stuff. Like, I want to know how the fuck this guy sunk, slunk by all this yeah. time. It's insane. He does he not act like a Jedi. Not at all. Um, but yeah, the battle is won. So they took Umbara, um, uh, at, you know, at great cost to the Bible first. Yeah. I mean, God. And Rex and Fives, the episode ends with Rex and Fives talking. And Rex is just like questioning everything. After yep. all. It's like, what? what's the point of all this? Well, and he says like, <clears throat> once this war is done, what happens yeah, to Yeah, what us? does that mean? I mean, we're soldiers. What happens when the war yeah. ends? And it's that kind of question that just ends the episode yep and that is your four-part umbaran arc what do we have for an imdb rating on carnage of krell imdb is giving carnage of krell a 9.4 damn (laughs) yeah that is a big that's the highest one yet i think so yeah all right um i've been doing 8.6 um but I would go 8.6, but Krell died. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I've been waiting for it, baby. Um, let me think about this for a second. Ah! This is my brain. This is the gears working in my brain. Charles. But they dig. They, they test. Hello. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine. It's a great episode. It was a great arc. Real pleasure. I mean, after the... I don't know how to describe early season four even at this point. It feels so far away after this. Like yeah. I'm, I was, I'm really thankful we got to this, and it, it feels like it put that negativity yep. well in the past. Four good episodes in a row, a really strong arc, and it's setting us up great for the rest of season we're four. Action! I went nine too. Oh, we're back on the same page. Yeah, it's just yeah. it did it did so many things. This whole arc. It's just yes. in this episode, especially it dealt with a bunch of different things and it sets us up for hopefully what yeah. are more stories like this one. And we have so many new clones. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them died, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want to see Dogma's trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, all right. So two nines. Two nines. Wow. Um, was that what did we give Arc Troopers? Uh, I don't remember. This this has got to be neck and neck with ARC Troopers. I think we gave ARC Troopers a 9. I gave ARC Troopers an 8.25. Which is low, but uh, you gave ARC Troopers a 9. Okay. Always look on the light side of life. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. That, 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 that. All right. Light side moment of the episode. Um, For me, hmm, a lot of potential here. Uh, dude, I mean, I've been bitching about him so much. I just got to go with Krell's death. Krell's death? Yeah, and it was just kind of like he's rambling, and you don't really expect it, and then just, boom, really well done. Yeah. I liked it. And it was, it was you know, it was fitting for him. Like, he yep. did not deserve to even, like, prepare. 
Yeah. Like, he deserved to just be completely shocked by and it. And he was still, like, it was great because he was still being so smug. Because he wasn't, yeah. he had his back to the clones and he was still kind of taunting yes. them and then and, just out of nowhere. Know, being somebody who's very in tune with the Force, like, he definitely, like, sensed the emotions of Rex as he was talking to him. So he knew Rex wasn't going to pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, and he clearly was talking that up, too. Yeah. Like, he was very confident. So just fucking you know uh dogma just all of a sudden doing that it's great yeah. i loved it yep what do you got um i went with i really enjoyed uh the sound design of uh krell's lightsabers okay they just sound completely different and yeah i just thought it was cool the lightsabers like fight in general was super cool seeing him like this, it was, a, it was good stuff. action it was really really good uh but the sound in particular i yeah. thought was like different because he's different and yeah. yeah i just thought they did a really really good job with it the music was great as well on this embark yeah. with like the we kind of talked about like the golden eye yeah kind of vibe i don't, i just found it pretty cool so a uh, lot of good stuff i mean a brilliant arc really all around if you only knew the power of the dark side already a dark side moment of the episode um for me I gotta go with Waxer's death. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Waxer was like the first, Waxer and Boyle were like the first clones where we were like, oh, they're actually going to do something with these characters in the show called The Clone Wars. Yeah. There's um, something here. Like, we had earlier stuff with Yoda talking. I think I played that clip yeah. in the first episode of this arc of Yoda, like, talking about how they're all luminous and, you know, they're unique within the Force and this and that. And um, But Waxer and Boyle were like, I may be mistaken, but that's the first one that really stands out to me that they're like, they yeah. really went for it with them. So yeah. uh, it's sad to see Waxer, and I'm kind of curious how we're going to see Boyle again. The so. tear, too. The tear really yeah. sold it. Yeah, it was. It just. And when they when they take his helmet off, like the the Seeing drawing Numa. of Numa that yeah. he has on there, and you know, it's, it's really sad. It is really sad. And he promised her that he was going to go back and see yeah. her. Remember that? Yep. So it's uh, hopefully Boyle holds up the promise, but. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we see Boyle. I, uh, think, I think we will. I would assume. Yeah. I mean, they made it a point to go, you know, and bring Waxer in here. So, hey, but hey, big ups to uh, Waxer for being a commander of his own uh, little brigade there. Yeah. You know. I did I did look back. I think they are yellow. I they were yellow? I think so, yeah. Oh, so those weren't the Kenobi crew. I don't think so. Huh. Who's the yellow crew? I don't know. Is that Water Buffalo? It could be. Damn. What's is his, he is what? he Water Buffalo's commander? What's his name again? Asi Tin, Asi Asi Tin, yeah, Water Buffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Water Buffalo. That's that's his name. <laughs> uh -oh. yeah. You got something? No. Okay. Thank you, Rex. Oh, no. oh you went there. Chibata bread. Mandate. Eat chipata bread. Get it on mandate. All right. You know how they say that, like, uh, <laughs> if you watch the movie 300 and you took mm -hmm. out all of the slow motions, the movie's actually only, like, 20 minutes long? Yeah. If you took out all of the nonsense noises in this podcast, each episode would be, like, 15 minutes. No. <laughs> no, they wouldn't be two hours. They'd be one hour and 50 <laughs> minutes, for being honest. I get what you're saying, Sorry. Well, me too. I mean, all the time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Um, man. Man. I'm going to give it to Tup for his Tup. ingenuity and just his um, 
the courage that he showed to let Krell charge at him just like a like a fucking water buffalo, yeah. like a raging water buffalo. Giving it up to Tup. Yeah, Tup just, and he just kind of like limply stood there like, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Like a guy who's just like resigned to death. It was like literally like a, like he looked like a, just like a broken soul just yeah. kind of standing there. It's great. It's like the scene as you, you see him like charging, you yeah. can see Tup just standing still until like the last moment where Tup's like, oh no. Yeah, like Tup's not even pretending like he wants to defend himself yeah. there. Also, Krell, total dumbass, like, what? Why would you respond to that? Like, hey, over here, ugly. You know, it's like, has Krell never seen any movie or television <laughs> show ever? Has he not watched The Hollows? That's the oldest trick in the book. He's just in a violent blackout. Yeah. God, it's like um, uh, Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park with the T-Rex. It's like, over here. Yeah, yeah. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, who's your Dark Horse hero? Uh, I'm going with that one dead clone that didn't fasten his helmet tight enough. There we go. Because if it wasn't for him, oh, it would have been even It would have been more. even uglier. Yeah. Really, really but bad yeah, stuff just that there. one guy that, that, for that one day getting dressed, was like, fuck it, I'm not putting a shin strap on. Uh, prediction, his name was Ripper. <laughs> yeah, or Wet go. Spot. Or Shocker. Or Flonays. One of the four. Yeah. That was him. Doing the good work. That's right. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Alrighty, no R2. We can't give it to R2. We we haven't seen R2 in a while. No. They gave us those two weird R2 C3PO yeah, yeah, yeah. episodes, um, and you just got away from him completely since then. So, um, this is tough. I mean, I, I, I want to have some variety here. Yeah. I mean, we've given it to Fives. Um, I think I gave it to Jesse already. Yep. We gave it to Rex. So um, the three main players have been covered. So who are we going to give it to in this episode? Dogma? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I just can't. I know. I know. I just can't give it to him. He sucks so much ass. Um, I, I'm just going to I'm going to double it up and um, I'm going to give it to waxer waxer just because um i don't know i feel like he deserves our respect after all we've been through with waxer and it was sad to see him go so i'm never gonna get a chance to give him all-star of the week um and i don't think all-star of the week was a thing when we were doing the rile up yeah. at that time yeah, we yeah. hadn't gotten to it yet so uh i am going to give him a posthumous all-star of the week to Waxer for a hell of a performance and the Saving Private Ryan music yeah. under it. Really yeah, emotional stuff. Yep. So uh, Waxer is my all-star. <laughs> Did you know there's only, in this episode, there's only three voice actors in the entire episode. That D. Bradley Baker is a magician. It's D. Bradley Baker, the guy that does uh, Krell, and then the narrator. And yes. That's it. It's <laughs> talent, baby. Uh I know we've given it to him before, but I got to go with Rex. Okay. Just for holding it down. And the thing that, I, the part that I thought was cool too is when Krell is like, oh, you've gotten a taste of power, haven't you? And you're, you, it feels good, doesn't it? And I just got the sense that Rex was like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like he's trying to tempt him to the dark side or something. Yeah, and, and Rex is like, like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you suck. I don't yeah. like, I don't want to be like you at all. The uh, other, the other thought I had is, <laughs> Going through uh, when when he gave that speech to Dogma about like we have to make our own decisions and 
that type of thing. It made me wonder, do you think that clones that have been through this type of trauma and been tested like this, where they're kind of forced to like question orders, do you think they have a higher likelihood to of like not listening to order 66? Yeah. yeah. It's possible. Cause we saw with, uh, who's the Miami dolphins, uh, clone, the Miami dolphins clone. Yeah. On Ryloth and bad bash. Oh, Hauser. Hauser, yeah. Yeah. Because we saw with Hauser, like, he really was able to, like, no, I'm not going to do that and, like, yeah. not follow orders. So it made me wonder, like, if he has a past where he has some, like, confliction and he has to do those kind of mental gymnastics. Yes. And Maybe that's the that... problem with Cody because he has the most level-headed commander of all time. Yeah. He has he... the most level-headed general of all time with him, and so he's just never had... He's never had these weird he mixed can, signals where he's just, it's always been straightforward for him and he's never had to question anything. Yeah, Cody can just blindly obey orders because it's Obi-Wan that's given him Because he has the most brilliant fucking dude yeah. with him. The chillest fucking guy. I think we're onto something. Oh, we figured it all out. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they dig. They, they test. All righty. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My all right good hood our last episode on umbara who was looking hot in umbara who was looking hot in this episode um I'm going to have to give it to uh, Fives and Jesse for the Steve Job turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Look, at very, look at very business casual as they're yeah. being brought to the firing squad. So. I also love the giant Republic logo, too, yeah. on the shirt. Just like yeah. a sports team logo. Yeah, they're, they're rocking those dry fit turtlenecks yeah. for sure. Like, they went to Dick's Sporting Goods and got some nice <laughs> Nike gear with the Republic logo on it. So, uh, Fives and Jesse looking hot. Who do you got? Uh, a little sadder, but I went with Waxer right oh. before he passes. For the Numa art? For the Numa art. Yeah. It's and like a really nicely drawn comic book character. Yeah, it yeah. is. And just like the yellow guys themselves. Yeah. Like, cool color scheme. I thought it was, uh, their uniforms look pretty sweet. Looking good. Yeah. That's some good hood. Um, do we have a who are you? No, we don't. There's, we just no, mentioned. Just there's three. Like, literally. Like, <laughs> and there's a lot of death, but I, none of it was funny. No. So, well, maybe that one clone that got chucked like Okay. <laughs> Other than that. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Yoda and Chewbacca. Yoda, Yoda, you do some soul searching. <laughs> you should have found out that guy a long time ago. Okay. What do we got for a tagline on this one? Our tagline is, our actions define our legacy. Yep. And you had said, uh, Krell is going to be left with a really poor legacy after everything he's done. Uh, he's I a, really went out on a limb there, yeah, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You did say, you said maybe he doesn't die. Maybe he's the one that ends up getting court-martialed. And then you're like, who knows? Maybe Yoda shows up. Yeah. But then in the end, you said uh, Krell will get his come I think I also went on something about a five shoving a thermal detonator directly up his ass, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I got Well, I think we were saying bit. that it would be nice to see that. Yeah. And we can talk about other legacies that have been left in this. Oh yeah, Dogma. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a he's got a long way to go to work himself back, but it was a start. It was a start. What do we got for a tagline next week or next episode? 
Next week we have where we are going always reflects where we came from. Where we are going always reflects where we came from. Jeez, that's a tough one. Oh, where are we going always reflects where we came from. I don't know. This was so strong that I half expect, like, we're going to get a bad Jar Jar episode. Like, <laughs> like he goes back to Naboo, and it's going to be him, like, negotiating some sort of, like, grain trade package with <laughs> the new boss and, like, the queen of Naboo or something like that. He's going to lead some summit on feed. That's my <laughs> prediction. It's going to be something just stupid. That's my prediction. Because this was just so good. Like, I'm not... I This was great, but I'm not comfortable with the show to the point where, like, we've had five good episodes in a row. <laughs> I mean, maybe we have, but I, they're not ringing a bell to me yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So usually we get, like, a turd thrown in there. Yep. So I almost feel like we're due. Yeah. Uh, what's the episode next week? Uh, next week, season four, episode 11. So again, just keep next going one in order. order. Uh, it's called Kidnapped. Kidnapped. Uh, all so right. I think Jar Jar is going to do some kidnapping. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get We still need that clip. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we'll hello. But they dig. They, they all right. Pissed. So that will be Monday's episode, Kidnapped. Season Who do you think episode 11? Who do you think? Padme. <laughs> Isn't it always Padme getting kidnapped? That seems like the most obvious yeah. choice. Gosh. Oh, I read. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We I can read. we can get into. Uh, Let's get into that yeah, next yeah. episode because I actually want to read a passage. Okay. Um, in the next episode that I think is just really going to tickle the listeners fancies. <laughs> um, I will give you just a little taste about what it what what it references. And it, it's really clone cast stuff. So, okay. Oh, boy. Now, it's a Padme book, so you might be like, Tom, what are you talking about? That's not that Duchess. Oh, <laughs> we get a nugget, and I'm going to do some sort of dramatic read. It's literally one paragraph of a 300-page book. But yabada. <laughs> it was the best paragraph. And also, a lot of Panaka stuff. That guy just had, like, he was stern autocrat, like, yeah. from the beginning. And um, I don't know. It talks about his hats. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we'll do we'll do a little Tom's uh, book review uh, the next episode. Tom reading the reading to. rainbow segment. So we'll do that on Thursday's episode. All right. So uh, oh, I suppose I have to play this if we ever want to wrap this up. There we go. That's what I was waiting. All right, for. Adam. Where can the listeners hey, reach us? We are at clonecastpod at gmail Please send us an email. We love hearing from any listener. Yeah, we. We talked about Jules' email for like 20 minutes El Davio, today. thank you. It was yes, great. El Davio. We love hearing from people. And Jules, reach out to us so we can give you some more information if you're looking for a little more on that sort of thing. Yep. Instagram, Twitter, ClonecastPod. Uh, TikTok. Leave us a review anywhere you can. Yeah. We love that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you next time for Kidnapped. And until then, may the shinders be with you. Ooh, we love those shinders. has left the building. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's Day? Do you understand?